Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock as we get geared up for another lovely Saturday night in Rock City as the Toronto Rock will take on the New York Riptide. 7 o'clock at First Ontario Centre. It's kids' night. It's charity night. We've got the Game Warren jersey auction. Those Steel City jerseys that the guys will be wearing on Saturday night, those are currently up for auction right now at torontorock.com auction. Lots of ways to contribute in terms of the fundraising. Signed mystery balls. Uh, of course, Core Entertainment is donating $1.50 per pair of tickets sold to the game. So lots of stuff coming up there. Lots of details available at torontorock.com as well. But let's talk about what we've got ahead on today's edition of Toronto Rock Total Access. First up, we will be talking with Toronto Rock owner, president, and general manager, Jamie Dowick. And then we will wrap things up with a conversation with Toronto Rock defender and currently in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year, Brad Cree. But let's get things started with the boss here on Toronto Rock Total Access. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and I'm currently joined by Toronto Rock owner, president, and general manager, Jamie Dowick. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a few weeks since we had you on the show, so I wanted to uh, jump back to something that happened a few weeks ago, and that was uh, your son Josh making his debut in the National Lacrosse League against the Philadelphia Wings on the road. A big win for the Toronto Rock in that game, but I uh, haven't got a chance to talk to you about your take on uh, what you saw from the Rock's top draft pick in the 2022 draft. Well, I, I, th- I thought he did a decent job. I mean, um, you know, first game, big moment, Philly, big big arena, all those things. Um, you know, I'm sure he would have liked to have uh, capitalized on a, a few of the chances he, he did have in that game. But, um, you know, in my opinion, he definitely didn't stick out in a, in a bad way. And I, I, th- I thought he played a good game for his first game. So, um, you know, Dan was a little banged up there. Um, we decided to, to put Josh in and see how it would go. And, and, uh, you know, I know he's looking forward to another opportunity whenever that may come, but, um, big win that night. That's always, you know, key Get to enjoy the moment really. And, and yeah, it was a pretty cool moment as, uh, as a father to, to, to see him out there wearing the uniform. Um, you know, he, he deserved that opportunity and, and I'm happy for him. Now, for for any player to get in the lineup, opportunity has to present itself, development has to happen, those types of things. So, um, you know, we know opportunity has to be there. We don't really need to talk about that, that eventually at some point uh, there needs to be a spot open up. But in terms of that development, where do you see him, Josh Dowick, needing to go as the player to become a regular Maybe not necessarily just in the Toronto Rock lineup, but just as an NLL player. What do you see him still needing to do about uh, developing? He just needs more time, really. I mean, he's working hard at practice and doing all those things. And, and you know, the way our roster is right now, um, you know, it, it, the everyday opportunity just isn't there today. Um, you know, that can change in a blink of an eye, and you got to be ready for that. And, and um you know, we see Josh as a, as a key part of our future kind of going forward. So, um, 
you know, his him specifically, his opportunity will come. But all the guys that aren't in, you know, we've been pretty healthy this year for the most part. And, uh, you know, we got guys that aren't playing every game that we think can play. And, and um, you know, so it, it is what it is. Um, like I said, we're going to need to, we, we feel like we're going to need to lean on everyone at some point here. And, and, you know, first and foremost, it's about the team. Absolutely. Speaking of that team, a big overtime win last weekend in Calgary, lots of stuff, I think, to unpack from this game, um, roller coaster of emotions, I'm sure up seven, one, and then you see Calgary chip away, chip away, um, were there any alarm bells to you that this game was going to get close and and not to the point where was it going to overtime, but did you think, you know, is, is there a time where, you know, the Rock, we're going to put the foot back on the gas here, maybe stretch the lead again a little bit more or, you know, what no, were your I, thoughts going through this one? Well, listen, I mean, didn't get close until the end. Yeah. Um, you know, every time they got it to within two, uh, we, we answered it pretty quickly. Corey had a couple big goals and then I think Tommy had the other one. Yeah. Um, so really, you know, with, and, and that's with three minutes to go, we're up 10, seven. So, um, they get three, six on five goals and, and send us to overtime and, and, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, their team's got good six on five plays in this, in this league and, and they can score like that. So, um, you know, up until, they started scoring those those six on five goals. Um, you know, I felt pretty good about the game, and as far as the score and this and that, I don't think it was our best game um, by any means. But you know, I felt like even though uh, you know they're going to make a run, then Del Bianco gave up seven goals on fourteen shots to start that game. Like you know, everyone knows what he is, and he was going to settle in, and he and he played really well after that point. So. Um, it was it was a tough win, but you know, for me, we were in control of that game, and you know, our six on five defense kind of let us down and, and let them back in it and forced us into overtime. And, and you know, obviously, thankful would have been a real tough loss, and and um, you know, very thankful that we ended it and ended it quickly. What do you th- you know? It's ten nine. Challenge got the ball. We've coming into the timeout. You know, are you? Obviously, I think most people are thinking this is safe, right? You know, but uh, what's going through your head when that play starts to, you know, almost unravel from the time it's blown in? Yeah, I mean, uh, we went through it or it's shoot around in the morning. Um, You know, I think it was supposed to be Tommy, but Tommy went down just on the play before and, and wasn't ready to go. And, you know, it's it's it sucked. You felt for Challen there. Um, but like I said to him after the game, you know, we won that, you know, we always harp that, that that's what it's all about winning and losing. And, and, uh, you know, uh, we, we got what we needed to get done. Obviously he, he didn't like the, you know, he would like to do it over again and do something differently there and, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, Hey, listen, man, he's our captain. He's our leader. Like, um, I'm just glad we got to pick him up there and, and get the win. Um, cause if it, if it goes the other way, he's going to feel pretty bad about that. And, and listen, man, it was a play. Um, they got a stick on it, got lucky there. And, and, uh, you know, there's not much to it. They're six on five. They're going to double the ball and he's got to get out of that. And, and he didn't. 
So, um, yeah. you know, most times he would. This time they got a stick on it, knocked it down, and, and put it in our net. But, you know, composure by, you know, by our bench, I guess. So, obviously, TD won another draw to start overtime. And, and um, you know, we get a good rebound off the glass, and, and Keo does what Keo does from the front of the net. And, and uh, let's get out of here. It's, it was cold. Brought the cold <laughs> back with us. So, now you've seen your team – you know, sitting at five and two through seven games now. You've seen your team win some one-sided games. We've had the close game now in Calgary on the road, the overtime win, and you've had two close losses. When you look at the big picture right now, is there anything, if you had that wish list, is there a missing piece to the championship puzzle right now? Or are you happy to ride with the club you've got? Well, we're, we like what we have here. I mean, you know, we're always listening. We'll always look to get better. Um, we're tr- still, you know, trying to figure out what our perfect lineup is when everyone's healthy. And, you know, eventually Corb's going to come back into the mix here. I know it's not imminent, but, you know, stuff like that. So um, we're, we're, we're just trying to figure that out right now. And, and um, you know, I think since since we've come back in the, in the new year here, um you know, and last week included, like I said, three of those goals were six on five. At that point, we'd given up seven goals through 57 minutes. Um, I really like the way our defense yeah. and Rosie's playing. And, and and that's now starting to begin. You know, I think last time we were on this show, we talked about, you know, what team is it? And it's like, well, we're going to find out here, you know, because one week it was good and one week it was bad. And I think, you know, I, I like to believe they're starting to show you know, what, what I think they are and, and, and that's, you know, a heck of a unit as the defense and Rosie combined and, and they're starting to do it week in, week out. So, you know, then it starts to become more, uh, you know, not, let's say not a, a trend or a streak. It's, it's more a definition of who you, who you are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I like, and I like, like the way they're playing lately. So, you know, Jeff Teton, rolls into town this week so um we'll have our hands full again and and uh i know our guys will be ready to go they mentioned jeff teatham one guy that uh could see a steady diet of him could be defender brad cree um just want you to talk a little bit about what you've seen out of bradley this year and you know he always every year now it seems like it's the conversation of brad should really be in the defender of the year conversation and then at the end of the year he's not um <laughs> yeah. don't know why but you know he's leading the league right now at 14 cause turnovers it's something that we've seen kind of around this time of year it seems like he always kind of emerges as that guy where he's you know a statistical leader it's everybody's talking about you know what he's doing and and how good he is but what is it maybe about him even that's got to kind of get to the finish line maybe in a different way this year in terms of staying in that conversation and continuing to be a leader on defense you know Brad's he's just who he is like he's not a guy that you know seeks a lot of attention or whatever and just kind of goes about you know doing his job and his job's being a nasty defender that you know creates a ton of turnovers and I think there's no you know coincidence well there is a coincidence that uh you know the last five games Brad Brad's really picked up his game he didn't get off to maybe the start he wanted to in the first couple games or or we wanted him to and and, 
you know, I know that that, that was talked about, and, and I think Brad's a guy over the last, you know, five games, that, uh, four or five games, it's really picked up his game. And, and no, you know, what, what, what I want to say there, uh, coincidentally, our defense is playing a lot better. So he's a key guy back there for sure. And, and um, you know, he, he, he just, you know, for the most part, every night, he's just a pain to play against, and, and he's, been a, he's been a horse for us. Now, the other guy that always seems to fly under the radar, and, and like you said, we did talk about Rosie, and, and I know there's going to be uh, probably some press coming up in the next little while, we'll say, about, uh, you know, who's the MVP here as we approach the midseason mark. Um, you know, the guys have been quoted a lot lately about, you know, flat out saying Nick Rose is the best goaltender in the league. A lot of our guys are saying that, and a lot of guys on, I'm sure other teams think their guy's the best guy. But is Nick Rose the MVP right now? Is he... Is he the best goalie in the league right now? The stats certainly say so. Uh, he's, you know, is he the MVP right now? I don't know. You know, he should be in the conversation. Very tough for a goalie to ever win that, though. Um, you know, as has been proven, I think it's only been done once, mm-hmm. um, as far as I know. And uh, um, but listen, Rosie's been great. I mean, stats are the stats are great. You know, it's. Uh, you know, what are we, we've played seven games of, of 18, you know, if he has those stats in week 16, you know, I, you know, I was saying this to someone this morning, you know, like to me, if he's got those stats in week 16, then, we'll, then, you know, you can start making a case that he's in the MVP conversation. Um, but he's been great, man. He's our backbone. Every team, you know, he's in that, he's in that handful of guys, um, at the top of this league, no questions asked. You know, he's in there with the Vinos and the Wards and the Del Biancos, and I don't want to. You know, I, I'm just firing yes, a few names yeah. at you. I don't know if I've left someone out here, but like to to me, he's in those. He's in that conversation. You know, um, Vino's got lots of rings. Uh, Wardo got himself one last year. Del Bianco's got one. Like you know, that to me, that's the only thing separating Rosie from any of those guys. Um, you know, he, he uh, and and he knows that and he, he wants it more than anyone. And he's playing playing at a really high level right now. And it's a combination. It's him. It's the defense. And and, uh, you know, he just seems to be in a really good groove. And and, you know, we're just hopeful that he stays on whatever path he's on. And, and uh, you know, goaltending has been excellent for us this year. Now to uh, quickly shift gears to something a little bit off the floor. Uh, this past week, the Hamilton Bulldogs announced that they were going to move to Brantford for the next three years. Um, do we have any information at this point uh, or a timeline even perhaps uh, in terms of anything that we can share with Rock City as far as where the Toronto Rock will be playing their home games in the 23-24 season? Yeah, we're still not ready to uh, make any sort of announcement on that you know, we, we stand by kind of our position that we, we've kind of been notified that it's going to be two seasons for us out of the building. And, and um, you know, I think within the next, um, we've, we've done a lot of homework and, and we're, we're probably pretty close to making an announcement in the next little while. Um, but nothing as of yet, you know, for me right now, um, we've been getting great, you know, and we're going to have another great crowd this week. It's kind of a shame because really starting to build there and in the hammer and, and, you know, we love it. We'll be back. Um, I'm not really 
thinking about next year right now, kind of all in on really on New York right now. Like, yep. uh, but uh, we, we'll we'll make an announcement in the not so distant future, and and uh, when we're ready to do that, and and yeah, we're you know we want to keep our fans in the loop what's going on in this and that, but you know, focus right now is on. Uh, this season and, and continuing to do what we're doing and hopefully, uh, you know, get it done. All right, Jamie. Well, we're two weeks away from the Super Bowl. You probably won't be on the show next week. So Super Bowl pick. Unless we're it's doing time. it remotely, I definitely will not be on the show <laughs> next week. <laughs> All right. Well, who do you got in the big game? Super Bowl, eh? Who did we uh, – I was going to actually uh, you know, what our, before. Who did we – I had Buffalo and San Fran. I feel like I might have had Kansas City, Philadelphia. <laughs> no, come on. I go, think go. I said Mahomes because I. I feel you were like definitely we... crying about Mahomes yeah. and Allen. I remember yeah. that. But don't, don't I, I think sit I here Buffalo. and say you had Philly. I think I was I think like Buffalo, Buffalo, but uh, KC was kind of my Mahomes could okay. just run the so table. So who do yeah. I? You know, it's tough. Like this team, kind of the the boys, kind of became a, a lot of Philly Eagle guys on our team yeah, after that suddenly, big yeah. wild card win down there because i think 15 of them went to the game or something yeah. so there's a bunch of them now that are you know brad's crease running around talking about his eagles it wasn't his team two weeks ago yeah uh I, listen should be a great super bowl um who's gonna win i don't know i think i got i think i gotta go with the eagles um, this is a, I don't like the Eagles, and I definitely don't like the Chiefs. So I, this is this is. You know. I didn't ask you who you like. Well, I don't I like either like... of them, to be honest with you. But I, I think who if who do I think is going to win? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Eagles. They seem to be on that magical run this year. But I mean, it's such an it's it's going to be a great game. It's two very. Um, you know, either team could win that, and, and the spread reflects that. I think it's a point or a point and a half. So, yeah, um, it should be a great matchup. Should be lots of, you know, lots of big plays. They're two explosive teams. Should be fun. Well, I'm 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 taking the Chiefs just because I like to watch great players do great things and the legacy here. Patrick Mahomes and is he ever going to be able to you know surpass Tom Brady and all that kind of stuff? I want to. Past I Tom Brady, that, I want to watch that happen. But if he doesn't win, like if he doesn't put these things in the bank, then listen, how he, can he? Uh, yeah, okay, that's he's, what I'm saying. Like everyone, I'm not saying he's going to. I say if he's going to, he's got to win these games, right? He's got to. Was he won, won one and one in the Super yeah. Bowl? No, yeah, this is his third already. Is in okay. a fifth year as a starter. Did you like, see the Sean Payton just sign with Denver? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, so what? Their, their is reign gonna... is their reign is over. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to be out there throwing the ball and no, making plays? We'll, we'll, and we're away? back. We're back. Did you get a new quarterback yet? No, no. Russell's Still bounced back sticking. next year. <laughs> he showed all those signs this year of Listen, just yeah. Peyton knows what he's doing with a shorter quarterback. We're gonna we're gonna be back. No, this is it for Mahomes. This is last chance. We're gonna have dominance in the this last chance. Last chance. Get what her done. Twenty eight. Uh, I don't even think he's that old. Yeah. No. Last chance. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and then you know, him. What a division. Yeah. Herbert and, and you know, they say the big rumors. Right, it makes a lot of sense. Is going to be Rogers going yeah. reconnecting with 
Adams. That that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> that's scary. So, but let's ride. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right. Okay. Well, Jamie, thanks for joining uh, us on the podcast. Good luck this weekend against New York, and we will do this again uh, probably in a few weeks. All right. Talk to you then. All right. That was Jamie Dowick, the owner, president, and general manager of the Toronto Rock. Short break on Toronto Rock Total Access. And we'll be back. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and I'm now currently joined by Toronto Rock defender Brad Cree. Brad, how are you doing? I'm great, Mike. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to have you back on the pod here, I think, for the first time this season, maybe. Absolutely. It's been a while. It has been a little while. All right. Well, I don't know. Where do we begin then? Who knows? Uh, Where did I play junior? Where did you? (laughs) Halton Hills Bulldogs. Where did you? Yes. Is it? That was a big piece of controversy, actually, when we put that piece out at the start of the year about, you know, player name, where you're from, when we introduce the roster. And we kind of go with Junior A for everybody, right? So. Yeah, everyone was mad at me. Like I, I, I chose what to what to yeah. put and say. So I was like, uh, all right. Yeah, but both of course work. you finished with junior. Yeah, they both work. Everybody played in a lot of places. That's what we know. Minor, junior B, junior A. You're everybody's a product of of all these things. But uh, anyways, we'll we'll skip some of that chatter because I know whenever we get into it around here, we tend to get uh, called out on it. Let's say. Yeah. Would that be safe to say? Well, yeah, I mean, I was just walking in here and Jamie just rolled his eyes and says, here comes the bulldog talk. So, yeah, like, it's safe to say. So we can move on. We don't All right. want to upset him. Well, uh, Jamie was actually on the show earlier and uh, right before this, actually, as people are listening, we did talk a little bit about you and your season so far and how things are going. And obviously, you know, uh, things are going pretty well for you, right? Personally, leading the league and cause turnovers, uh, something that I think you take a lot of pride in. Um how do you feel about your game right now at this point in the season compared to even maybe where it was at the start of the year? Uh, yeah, I feel good. I mean, you know, my job is still, you know, being the best defender I can uh, on the floor, right? So, you know, as much as cause turnovers are nice, I'm not, you know, I'm still sticking to, you know, playing actual good defense. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's pretty easy to kind of, you know, high risk, high reward kind of uh, opportunities out there, you know, like you can, you know, sacrifice a little bit of defense to try and, you know, turn the ball over and, you know, but I'm, I'm still trying to kind of stick to my roots and play good one-on-one defense or five-on-five defense. So um, as much as those are nice, I'm still trying to be the best defender I can on the floor. Now, uh, earlier this week, you were quoted in an article in the Hamilton Spectator written by Steve Milton. Talking about uh, the trust that you have in your teammates and how that's allowing you to maybe play a little bit more aggressively at certain times. I wanted to give you this opportunity to perhaps expand on that a little bit and, and talk about that chemistry and trust and especially just the longevity that a lot of this group has, you know, having had played together for so long now. Yeah, I mean, what I was trying to get across is there, there's two layers to our defense kind of thing. You have an elite defense, uh, five on five five group right and then you have an elite goalie with Rosie right so um, you know I was just trying to get across that there's like you know you can play a little aggressive because not only do you got the rest of your five on five defense to kind of back you up but then you also have Rosie so you kind of got a little bit of uh, cushion there to work with um, you know and I've been on teams previous where 
you know, maybe you're hesitant to go out in force or you get a little back in or, you know, you're not too confident in your goalie. So you want to get out in force a little more and then you get beat underneath. So little things like that. So that's all I was trying to get across is, you know, I think the whole defensive unit is feeling pretty confident in one another and, of course, uh, Rosie. And we also had the conversation, Jamie and I, just about league recognition and that kind of thing. And and it seems like for the past few seasons, literally at this point in the year, everybody is talking about Brad Cree being in the Defender of the Year conversation, right? You kind of creep into it. It's not maybe always there right at the start. It kind of gets there around this time. And then for whatever reason, at the end of the year, you're not in the conversation anymore. And it's been a weird thing. So... What do you think you have to do here? And, you know, I know it's not all about personal awards or anything, but you know what? Being recognized is kind of nice at the same time too, right? It, it is so nice, Mike. It is nice. So what do you think you have to do here from, from this kind of almost at the midway point to the end to kind of remain in that conversation? Like, do you, is it about leading in statistical, statistical categories? Is it about team success? Like, what is it that you think might keep you in the, in the conversation? Yeah, I don't know. If I knew, I'd, I'd, I'd let you know or I'd do it. But uh, I, I don't really know how they how they go off of who's the best defender in the league. Like, is it who has the most points, who has the best statistical thing, which doesn't really make sense to me. But, um, you know, I just whatever whatever I can do to help our team, I don't really, you know, yeah, it would be nice, of course, but I don't really, you know, care what the rest of the league thinks. It's It's also kind of hard to judge that when, most of the teams don't even see each other play, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't really looked into how they pick the awards or whatever, but, um, you know, obviously, you know, my statistical uh, defensive stats don't really stick out, right? I'm more just focused on, you know, not letting my man behind me or whatever like that or just being good and talking in the two-man game or whatever it is. So not too worried about it. It'd be nice, yeah. but again, I'm not really, really too worried about that. Well, it, it is a weird thing. And, and like we say, it always seems to be like who's talking about who at the right time of year kind of thing. Because I look back at it like in hockey when Taylor Hall won the Hart Trophy and the MVP. Was he ever really the best player in the NHL? No. But at the right time of year, the Devils were a good story that year. And, you know, he was a good player on that team. And Suddenly, next thing you know, he's the MVP, right? It's uh, it's kind of a weird thing, uh, awards. But the other guy we talk about all the time is Nick Rose, and he was another guy that uh, you know you've talked about here already, and then talked about quite a bit in the article that was uh, in the Hamilton Spectator this week. Was that uh, it, it seems to be, and and I said this to Jamie earlier too. You hear a lot more guys when they're quoted in different media outlets saying, "We've got the best goalie in the league," and. Sure, guys will say that about their teammates all the time, I feel like, you know, but what is it this year about Nick Rose's game that truly has guys being, you know, even more vocal about it, it seems like right now, and maybe it's just the stats, but what is it about Nick's game right now that is just making everybody kind of kind of come out publicly and say, hey, we got the best guy, like, have a look at him? Yeah, I guess it's just steady Eddie for Nick, right? Like, you know, again, going back to trusting with our defense, like why do we trust Nick so much? Because you just know what you're going to get day in, day out from him. Um, not that I follow the other goalies too much in the league, but I feel like it, you know, has been like a lot of goalies been really good or, you know, a, a stinker game, you know, back and forth. But with Nick, you're just going to, you know what you're going to get every night. It's either going to be good or really good. And, you know, 
what does everyone, every coach and GM and everyone in life look for as a good player or person is consistency. So uh, I, I, I would say just him being so consistent is, is why he's the best. All right. That's a very good answer, Brad. Hey, thanks, Mike. Consistently good answers. <laughs> uh, so let's let's talk about this game last week in Calgary. Um, do we start with the good? Do we start with the chaos? Do we start with uh, what do you want to talk about? I actually, what I would like to talk about first is in that game there were a few weird things that happened. We had the goalie pull that didn't end up being a goalie pull. The media timeout that wasn't a media timeout, but it became a media timeout. We had some clock time come off where it was what I think one point something at the end of one of the quarters and Rosie's at the bench and the clock just runs down and the quarter's <clears> over. <throat> there were some things that went on outside of the game that were outside of your control that, you know, could have got guys unfocused, you know, and, and you start worrying about certain things. And the first one really happened when the team was up seven one and suddenly you had this goalie pull that didn't end up and like I said the media timeout. But what were you guys doing on the bench at that time? How do you stay focused through situations like that where it's all kind of beyond your control anyways? Um, because it seemed like in, in certain instances in that game, those things kind of did change the momentum a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was bizarre. It almost felt like a summer lacrosse game where you just couldn't hear. Everyone's yelling and everyone's trying to pull these little tricks and whatever and just chaos going on. But uh, So then let's skip ahead to the end of the game. Team's up 10-7. Uh, things look very much in control. You know, there's just under three minutes to go. Um, team's played pretty well. Everybody's feeling pretty good about themselves. Walk us through those last few minutes of the game in your eyes. Yeah, a bit of chaos. Um, you know, fast forward. I do think that was good for us, you know, to be in that situation. I think uh, as a defensive unit with, uh, you know, last-minute defense and Brucey and, uh, you know, coaching staff, we have some stuff to learn there. But uh, I do believe it was good for us in the end because, you know, now we know what it's like to be in that. And I think, you know, when a situation like that comes later on in the year, we're going to be ready for it. But, uh, you know, I just think a, in a, a series of unlucky plays and where they just capitalize on all of our kind of little mistakes and, you know, fortunate for, for them it went in. But, um, yeah, it, 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 was, it was pretty bonkers. I, I don't really know how to explain it. It was just, you know, but no, none of, I don't think anyone really lost our cool. We, we knew we were getting those face-offs back, which is huge for, for TD and us. So, um, you know, it made for an interesting game, that's for sure. It certainly was the perfect storm of a comeback, really, for, for Calgary. I mean, that what happened was the only way they were getting overtime and, and have a chance to possibly win the game in overtime. But, um, you know, even when you look at the breakaway goal that was scored, you know, right at the end of the half, it was just, it was, like you said, it took advantage of every little mistake or every little opportunity, and it seemed to end up in the back of the net. But um, specifically, when the ball gets turned over and they score the game-tying goal, what was the vibe like on the bench at that point? And, um, you know, what? <laughs> I, I wasn't on the bench. I was on the floor. They scored. I stayed on for the ball team. Right. And then I went, I picked up the loose ball and went down and passed it off and stayed on. So I don't, I didn't touch, I didn't touch uh, the bench until that goal. And then I guess we called the timeout because it was another face-off after right. the shot. So I don't know what was going on the bench because I, I was on the floor the whole time. So what about, though, what are you thinking when, you know, coming out of the timeout, 
and Chow's got the ball down there. Are you thinking this is automatic? We're getting ready to hit the showers? <laughs> you never know. There's been so many crazy plays in this league with that, with the last 10 seconds or 30 seconds. So you really never know. You know, there's um, it happened in the summer, I believe, this year or last year, where all he had to do was throw the ball down. But something something crazy always happens, you know, when there's two guys on you. It's, it's not just a... Uh, you know, uh, uh, 100% play, but like I said, we're going to learn from that and we're going to, you know, keep that in our back pocket. And I'm sure, you know, the next set shoot around tomorrow, we're going to probably go over a play <laughs> like that. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, as far as Stephen Keogh goes, Corey Small, these guys have come in and obviously been super impactful this year as free agents, but specifically Stephen Keogh scores the big goal on Saturday night. He seems to be a pretty vocal guy as well, you know, in the, in the locker room, what's he meant and even what have you been able to kind of learn from him in a leadership type capacity from a veteran guy like that? Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been as advertised. Um, I kind of knew him, you know, throughout the years, but never on his team. So uh, I've learned some things with him, you know, like as much as he's kind of rough and tough kind of guy, but he's, he's, uh, he's a gamer, you know, why I've always admired him and he, uh, you know, one thing I've learned is, you know, when things are getting hectic out there and chaotic, he's actually one of the guys to kind of calm, calm the back end down or, you know, if, you know, some uh, scuffs are going on or whatever. He's the one actually saying, don't worry about it. Like, we don't need that and kind of stuff like that. So that's one thing I've kind of taken away from him. And um, but, you know, his resume speaks for himself and uh, he's a winner. And, uh, you know, what an addition those two have been. Absolutely. So we look forward to this weekend against New York Riptide, one of the top uh, young players in the league and Jeff Teeth coming in last time around much talked about already. No goals on the board for young Teeter. Um, you're a guy who kind of gets a bit of that responsibility in shutting him down. What challenges does he present? And uh, I guess we're not trying to give away any secrets here, but um same game plan as, as last time or just hopeful for the same result? Yeah, I guess we'll see. Again, uh, tomorrow morning we'll, we'll tell more. But, um, you know, that's what Brucey does a good job with. You know, it's not – we're not doing the same thing every time. Uh, you know, we're adapting to our opponents. So uh, we've got a plan for Jeff, and uh, it worked last time very well. But I'm sure there's going to be some tweaks on where we want him to go. Um you know, he's super smart, super quick, and, and, and athletic. But, you know, we have that big defensive group where we can kind of steer him, hopefully, where we actually want him to go, and then the decision can be made from there. Okay. Sounds simple. It is. Yeah. yeah. Executable. All right. Okay, Brad. Well, good luck uh, tomorrow night against the uh, New York Riptide and hopefully making it five in a row for the Toronto Rock. And, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully do this again sometime. I'd love that, Mike. All right. That was Toronto Rock Defender and in the conversation for Defender of the Year, Brad Creed. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access and be back to wrap it up in a moment. All right. I have to thank Jamie Dowick and Brad Creed for jumping on the program this week. Just wrapping things up here on the podcast, we want to remind everybody that we are at home on Saturday night against the New York Riptide. Game time, 7 o'clock at First Ontario Centre. 
It is Kids Night. It is our charity game, Raising Money for Smiles Home Foundation. Visit torontorock.com for all the information on that. And, of course, if you want to place a bid on one of those jerseys that are up for grabs in the game-worn jersey auction, just go to torontorock.com slash auction. Get your bid in. The auction closes on Tuesday night at 8 p.m., so still some time to get your bid in on those. Also, we do have to mention we have Alumni Night coming up on February 18th which is going to be awesome. A ton of players back in the house from the 2011 championship team. It is team Watson versus team Doyle. Bob Watson strapping the goalie pads back on for the first time in forever. Other goaltender at the end will be Patty Campbell. We've got Blaine Manning coming out, Glennie Bryan, who of course scored that first goal in that championship game in that win over, uh, over the stealth back in 2011, then the Washington stealth. Back in 2011. Um, anyways, we've got lots of fun stuff planned for that night, including a pregame autograph session with some of those alumni members from the uh, 2011 team. And we've also got some rock legends of the past as well jumping into the fray and joining us uh, for what will be a great night of reminiscing. And, of course, it'll be great just uh, for everybody to see, uh, see their old favorites back in action again on the turf uh, in Rock City. So tickets for that game are available at tronrock.com. And, uh, yeah, it's we've got some great stuff coming up. Big crowd going to be on hand again this Saturday night. Uh, tickets are still available. The Upper Bowl, as of Friday afternoon, was opened up, and the Kids Night BOGO offer is active in the Upper Bowl. So you can also get tickets up there now um, as we uh, push towards face-off on Saturday night at 7. And, of course, the game is also available on TSM Plus and it is also a nationally televised game on TSN again uh, this Saturday night. So lots going on, but always visit TorontoRock.com. Make sure you're following us on social for all the latest going on in and around the club. And last but not least, we should remind everybody that the 50-50 draw has been going on actually since Tuesday and will include tickets that are purchased at the Hamilton Bulldogs game on Friday night and the Rock game on Saturday night. So it uh, should be a huge pot by the time we're done. So if you want to, if you're not able to get to the game, of course, you can always buy a 50-50 draw ticket online at torontorock5050.com. And again, uh, our charity partner will be uh, the one benefiting from, uh, from the money raised from the 50-50 draw this week. So that about does it. In the meantime and in between time, I'm Mike Hancock saying that's it. That's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. We will chat next week.